Paul, the book show recorded at the David A. Howe Public Library, where we talk book news, author news, and literary news. I'm Eric Michaels. I'm Nick Gunning. And? I'm Kate Miller. Yeah. See? Kate Bring is not, not here under duress. Yeah. Kate wanted to be on the podcast. Begged and pleaded. It wasn't like pulling teeth. <laughs> here she is. Yeah. Because we're talking Youth Media Awards. Yeah. Which we do every I am year. in a bad mood today. Are you? Yeah. I I, before we started recording, I said, is anybody like in a bad mood or sick? Yeah. And then I thought, I was like, oh, I'm in the bad mood. You're the one that's yeah. in the bad think, mood. I, I think people could tell ask, you know? something Kate, was... Yeah, nobody did ask. I uh, guess I, I felt confident that you were in a good mood. Yeah. But. Uh, I think people could tell from that intro. Oh, maybe. So. I, well, you were kind of like, you know, and then, you know. <laughs> Kate, how many I times guess. have you done this podcast? With, this, this, the this Youth Media Awards. This particular one, I think this is my third. Third. Wow. Third. And you've done Goodreads Choice, so this is like... What episode six, maybe that you've been on? Yeah, six, I think, because I was. Woo! You're, you're uh, nipping at the heels of my little brother. Who was on yeah. how many episodes? Six or seven? Twenty. Kate's becoming our. Uh, <laughs> Kate's becoming our yeah. regular. Yeah, that's why you say yes. twenty Steve all the time. Do I say that? That's a regular twenty Steve over yeah, there. I guess I do. I do. Hi Steve. While we're <laughs> while we're talking about former guest stars, yes, we're going to talk about the youth former media guest awards. stars. He's not washed up in an no, alley no, and being like, "Anybody need a guest star? Can come back. Can we'll back. guest star." From yeah, <laughs> we are going to talk about youth media awards later. If you listened to last episode, you know that Eric and I were in Seattle when the awards were announced. We yeah. were there the whole time. Goodbye, Seattle. Yeah. So we'll uh, we'll talk about that a little later. Yeah. Hey, now that we're not in Seattle, can we say it was kind of a whole? Seattle itself? Yeah. Yes. I yeah. Well, no. I mean, I don't want to say Seattle was terrible, but like, hmm. I went to a conference in Chicago and walked away sort of loving Chicago. Wow. I went to a conference in Seattle and walked away being like, are we back yet? <laughs> are we still here? Yeah. I guess the next one's in Colorado or something. Is it? That'd be nice. I like Colorado. I spent some time in Colorado. Did you? Yeah. Never been to Colorado. Really? Yeah. Oh, it's a good... I have to find a new, uh, someday I'll get away to there. Place. Yeah, because Seattle's Seattle all was Seattle was my I'm gonna escape and I'm gonna go to Seattle Healthy. location Healthy. for about sixteen years. Really? Yeah. Wow. Half since, of your life. Yeah, right? since I was sixteen. I gotta say, I really enjoyed parts of it. I enjoyed like the the market, the public market. Yeah. I, yeah, there was a lot of things that I did like, but I didn't I didn't walk away being like I gotta come back and hang no. out in Seattle. Well, if I ever run away. Don't go looking for me in Seattle because I did not go there. Kate, we saw Emilio Estevez, but we can talk about that later. Actually, now that I've said that, maybe you should look in Seattle because maybe then I would go to Seattle because some people would think he won't go to Seattle. He hated it there. Kate, I also met Debbie McCumber. Yes. Oh, yeah. Little starstruck. All right. All right. right. That's neither here nor there. Uh, Let's do bookmark. I met George Lucas. Did you? No. Oh, he wasn't there. All right. Uh, Let's do bookmark. Let's talk about some of the things we've been reading. Uh, Who wants to go first? Eric, why don't you? Go ahead. Sorry, there was a siren. I heard it, yeah. And you <laughs> dropped everything like you were a golden retriever. <laughs> yeah, I, did. I was worried about it. Yeah, I've been living with dogs too long. Like, <laughs> huh? Yeah. So what have you been reading? What have I been reading? I'm just never prepared to go first on this one. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, that's a different siren. Oh my gosh. It is, though. It made a weird sound. It went like, whoop, 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 whoop. Yeah. In case people can't hear. All right. I read Martha Wells' Artificial Condition. Oh, which yeah. is the second book in the Murderbot, Murderbot. Diaries. Yeah, that's the Hugo's. Right? Uh, Hugo Award winning series. Something. Yeah. It won something. Hugo. For being short in fiction. <laughs> um, okay. I liked it. It was funny. Okay. Uh, I read Power Rangers Soul of the Dragon. Ah, uh, yes. And we got this at the ALA conference. I got this from for, the, yeah, the Boom the Studios. Boom booth, yeah. Since the DC uh, comics area could not keep a promise. So, okay. I don't know if you 
I told you this. Uh, DC was there with comics, and I said, oh, are you giving these comics away? And they said, on the last day, because we don't want to bring anything back with us. And I was like, all right, I'll be there. And then we saw them again at a conference. I was like, hey, you said you were giving stuff away the last day. What time? And they said, oh, probably around 12. I was like, okay, I'll be there. So we get there at 1130, and all but four books remain. It was yeah. it was very sad. Yeah. He was wronged. There's yeah. No- there's no two ways about but it. But anyways, this is from Boom Studios. It's They try to make it sound like it's Power Rangers meets Logan, because this is Tommy Oliver's last wow. mission doing okay. Power Rangers stuff. It is not dark enough or serious enough for that. Sorry. He bas- Basically, his morpher is breaking, and now he can only morph okay. uh, through the, the different forms he's had but backwards, so he starts as the newest one, and the last one's gonna be the Green Ranger. Okay. So, but he only has like five morphs left then. Uh, and he's trying to like help his son and everything. Kind of intense. Yes, except it's just never, it's just fine. Oh. He's just being a cop. Okay. Uh, it's not dark or anything, it's not like all the other Power Rangers are dead, and now I'm carrying around a addled Zordon. <laughs> you know? Okay. See? Yeah. Because Zordon was the big head. Yeah, I know. Anyway, uh, I still liked it. I gave it four stars for some reason. I don't know why I liked it so much, but it did it for me. I think maybe this your bad mood is playing into yeah. your review of this Power Rangers yeah. book. Uh, I think you'd like it. Do you? Yeah. Maybe I'll read it. Nick didn't realize that uh, Tommy had the Dragon Zord. What? Yeah, sorry. Oh, okay. Sorry. How did you I know? Know. I, sometimes I forget that we are the same age, but we have lived very different lives. The last thing <laughs> I knew about Power Rangers was that my brother, when he was approximately four or five, decided he was going to marry the Pink Ranger. That was it. Well, your brother has good taste. That is me. my that. extent of And everybody wanted to marry the Pink Ranger. I guess so. So you might want to talk to him instead of me. Yeah. Well, he was four and I was older. So <laughs> that is true. Uh, I would have been six. That's not really a good story. All right. (laughs) I read Refugee. Refugee put me in a bad mood yesterday by Alan Gratz. Okay. This is a a juvenile book. We're doing this for a seventh grade book club. And it's about three different kids, one during the Holocaust, one during 1994 uh, uh, trying to escape Cuba. Okay. And then 2015 Syrian refugee. Wow. and yeah, all uh, all pretty depressing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. The that much is clear. The the child escaping the Holocaust, they get they try to escape to Cuba, get sent away. Okay, they get turned away, so they have to go back to Europe, which uh, is not what they wanted to do. Uh, Cuba, it's one of those. Uh, I guess there was a the policy in '94 where if you were found on land, you could stay, mm. but if you were found at sea, you would be sent back. Yeah, I've heard that. Um, and so it's about them trying to get to land before they get okay. seen. That Nelson DeMille book that I read recently, mm-hmm. The Cuban Affair, mm-hmm. had dealt, dealt with that time. And that oh, really okay, good. yeah. And then the Syrian refugees are trying to get to Germany. Mm-hmm. And they all do kind of connect. And the, uh, you, don't, you don't read about the resolution of the Holocaust mm-hmm. story, but you find out about it. Okay. It's very sad. I bet, yeah. So, that makes sense. How did you happen to choose this book? I'm curious. Kids asked for it. Alan Grant's wrote really? like Prisoner, what is it, 3087? I can't remember the number. Project, and he wrote Project, and he wrote Grenade. He's written a few uh, books like this, but this was newer. This was 2017, I think. I could be wrong. But we had enough copies, and it's for the, this one. Oh, I'm sorry. This is for the eighth grade one. Okay. So it will be fun trying to talk to the eighth graders about this without getting so political. Yeah, seriously. I don't get asked back. Right. So. Um, so did you enjoy it though? I yeah, it was it was good. It's definitely written for a younger reading level, okay. but it's uh, heavy topics. Yeah, it's um, 
But it is one of those things where if a kid asks me a question, I might be like, that's a good question for your teacher. Who's watched Aquaman? So, <laughs> yeah, good. Have yeah. some nice pivots. Like yeah. That. Uh, I read Carn- Minimum Carnage. Okay. Because so, I it, it took place in the middle of my Agent Venom and my Scarlet Spider reading. Of course. So I had to read Minimum Carnage. But also, I've been reading through all Venom and Carnage yeah, things. too much. So this was not good. If I don't know if either of you care about the microverse in the Marvel universe, you can assume no. No, yeah. all right. Safe. I didn't care about this. It wasn't. It wasn't that fun. So we all agree. Yeah, I think we do. Um, I also watched Black Klansman. Oh, the Spike Lee yeah. film. Okay, uh, that's up for Best Picture. It's very good. I felt like I needed to take a scrub pad to my skin afterwards. Yeah. Um, it's because this is about. Uh, he, he's, is it Colorado? I can't remember exactly. I think it's in Colorado. Um, the main character is trying to uh, sneak into the KKK to investigate right. them. So he enlists his, uh, another uh, officer, played by um, Adam Driver, to go in there. So um, the main character is on, uh, on the phone talking and talking yeah. to David Duke. Right the head of it at the time, played by Topher Grace, and Adam Driver's the face going mm-hmm. in there and everything. And it gets pretty intense at times, but it's actually, it's pretty funny. Mm. Um, and it's, it's like, it's a very cool film, and it's there's some real style to it and everything, but you do have to listen to a bunch of members of the KKK talk about stuff yeah. together what, when they think no one is listening. Jeez. So <laughs> I do want to see the movie, but I'm... I Reading know, this, w- watching this, and then... Uh, reading uh, Refugee, it's like I cannot hear the phrase "inferior race" yeah, one no more wonder, time. I'm no gonna lose. You're yeah. in a bad mood. But it's you're, go- after you're reading about the worst of humanity. Yeah. <laughs> a- after watching Black Klansman, uh, it was definitely like, all right, put something funny on quick. Yeah. It ends. I'll tell you how it ends. I don't know how it ends. No, I'm not. It, not how the story ends. It it has an end coda showing recent oh. uh, activities. No thanks. Uh, so if you've been watching the news in the Ugh. past three years, yeah. you'll recognize it was just like, Kendra thought I was asleep because I was just so still, oh, but it was yeah. just like muscle control. I'm like, yeah. I got <laughs> So anyways. Well, it sounds like a pretty powerful yeah. movie. So I've been in a bad mood, and I've been caught up on Gotham, so I started watching uh, Batman, the animated series on Blu-ray. That's a little better. The reason I bring it up is because yeah. like people don't need to hear me talk about Batman, the animated series. They do not. But I got the Blu-ray collection, yeah. and I didn't think there would be such a difference between the Blu-ray version of this and like just the DVD of the animated series. It is like night and day. Hmm. It like I don't even need a I comparison video. About it. I was just watching like the first five episodes, which are notoriously like not so great. The first couple episodes, okay. even animation quality, they're rough. But like the the color, it's it's insane. Huh. Just like they're, they're like even the first appearance of Scarecrow, which is in the great episode, but it's just like reds just like pop out. Wow. Everything is so much crisper. I've watched the pilot, the on leather wings, plenty of times, and that whole like chase in the sky thing looks better than it. I I really like was shocked. Wow. That's so, um, cool. and you, there are comparison videos and you see, it's just like, it's muddier. It looks like the original is like in a fog a lot of times and it's just, it's great. So I'm rewatching it all and it sounds great too. So yeah, yes. I'm, I'm five, I'm caught up on Gotham season five. Might not have been <laughs> worth watching four seasons to get to. It's not, I'll, I'll review Gotham season five when it ends, but so far not so good. <laughs> But, well, that's a real hot take on yeah. the TV show Gotham. No, but the first four seasons, 
have been bad a lot of times, but yeah. there have been some really good episodes, and there have mm. been really cool moments and stylish stuff, and the guy that got to play their Joker figure for right. a while was really good. This this season is just not acting. It's like mm. maybe they found out it was their last season yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know. Anyway, that's it for me, then. Okay. Don't Should we just keep talking about Batman don't the Animated Series, Eric though? Don't let go first. Let me just make <laughs> myself a note. Yeah. All right. Um, I read some things that I picked up at the conference. So I, I finished Daisy Jones in the Six. I did. So this is one that we talked about two episodes ago in, in um, anticipated books of the year. This is a the setup is a, in, as told to memoir. So you just have like Daisy and then she's commenting on what's going on. Billy and he's commenting on what's going on, and the story is woven together through these individual like interviews right and I've read some like actual books like that the Daily Show book comes to mind that they put out recently mm-hmm. and I usually enjoy them this was this was so impressive to me because it just felt it felt so real like the way the characters would be just they'd be talking about one big event in the band's career like when they got signed or or a, a concert where something particularly great happened that kind mm-hmm. of cemented what kind of band they were going to be and the way the way each character would would recount that event and sometimes they would just flat out contradict each other, like who said what and all that. Mm-hmm. Just gave it this like really authentic feel. Like it was just very realistic, and I, I was really impressed by it. It was one of those ones where like I wanted to listen to the music, right? And they did post all the or not post, but they included all the lyrics at the end. Mm. Um, so you're saying this work of fiction feels more authentic than Bohemian Rhapsody? Yes, <laughs> yes, I do think that. Um, it's, I was really, I was really like flying high with this one to be like, this is a great book, five mm-hmm. stars. And I don't want to give anything away, but there, there are some developments in the end that really make it, so they're, they're kind of dumb. And then they sort of make you sit back <laughs> and rethink the rest of the book. And it, it was really unfortunate. It's definitely worth reading. It's still a good book. But I would just, if I could just go in and just be like, X, 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 I would five-star this book so fast. Is Daisy Jones and the Six the band name? There was there was a band called The Six that were just kind of like right on this level of fame. Mm-hmm. And Daisy Jones was kind of an up-and-comer on the same level. Oh. And they end up doing like a one-off track together. And then that develops into them kind of merging. Right. And this her- is supposed to be Fleetwood? Kind yeah, of? I don't know. Oh, I thought it was supposed to be like Fleetwood. Oh, I don't know. For some reason. But she's sort of the thing that, like, them together makes, like, propels them, like, to the next level. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's very well done. So even even with my little, like, problems with the end, right. I still highly recommend the book. It's okay. very good. I read The Crossover by Kwame Alexander, which we're doing as a book club later this month. Yeah. This is the first of his books that I've read. Uh, other I met than, him. Like, his picture books. I know you did. Yeah. Uh, and I was I was really impressed with it. I really liked it. I thought because um, it's all written in, in his first poetry, you yeah. know, like the style stylistically, it's poetry, mm-hmm. and you think that's not. I don't know. I sort of felt like it's going to be like reading a page of poetry mm-hmm. every time, but it just like it it just like coalesces into this novel. Right. You know what I mean? Which yeah. I guess that's obvious when I say it out loud, but mm-hmm. <laughs> when you look at the format, it just doesn't seem like it's going to feel like that, but it does. It's right? a cohesive so, story exactly. instead of... It doesn't feel... It's like they all kind of stand alone, but they also work so well mm-hmm. together, and it's just you know, uh, it's a really interesting take on a novel. Every time we've done this for book club, the yeah. kids have liked that yeah. because they feel like they read through it a lot faster well, yes, that's because true. they just read a page and then like, oh, I'll just read another page. Yeah. And then before they know it, they've read like half yeah. the book yeah. because it's it's set up like yeah. that. And they've never really had any problems with like it being in poetry form. Yeah. 
in um and they actually kind of, I've had some complaints that they wish he did more with like the uh the way he'll do like swish and yeah, like yeah. it will affect the style of the page and stuff. So. I picked up Rebound, which is like the prequel to the yeah. crossover. Yeah. And that to me seems like it has a lot more of those yeah. like stylistic choices, the yeah. way the words are presented. Yeah. Booked has less, I think. The Booked. soccer one. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's just that's and that's not connected. Right. To, okay. Anyway, I really like that. Uh, while we were on, we were doing a lot of plane traveling, as uh, Eric, you probably don't even remember, you were uh, NyQuil out of your mind. Yeah, on, on the way back, I definitely took a bunch of Z-Quills. Did I tell you that when we, I got home that Friday, Yeah. Um, like you dropped me off and everything, I got home, I was maybe up for like an hour and a half, mm-hmm. and then like, I just was like, Kendra, you go down, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just like lie down for a second, I'll be yeah. right down for dinner or something, yeah. and then I was just out. And I slept for 12 hours. Wow. From 9 to 9. Kendra, my, Kendra has said she'd never seen me sleep so soundly for so long. Like, I remember waking up at 4, like, oh, I've been asleep for a while. All right, back to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> so. No, I don't. So I, I learned no memories of sleeping the way hours. to fight my insomnia is to do, like, an eight-hour flight. Yeah. Take four Z-Quills. Yeah. And eat McDonald's twice in one day. Wow. <laughs> so. Problem solved. Problem solved. I, I figured it out. Okay, so that was a long yeah. <laughs> way for me to say that I read a lot of graphic novels. So yeah, you I'm did. I'm going to jump through them rapid fire. Oh, I finished Astounding Wolfman, which is a Robert Kirkman image series. We did go to the Image Comic booth at the ALA, and I yeah. was not impressed. Yeah, Nick was in a... I kind of liked it, but Nick was in a grumpy mood. Nick I doesn't... Not, no, I was not in a grumpy mood. It was a bad presentation, yeah. and they offered nothing. They didn't have any handouts. They didn't have any samples. It's true, no it giveaways, just, yeah. It was just like, well, I could have read that on the internet. You yeah. gave me nothing. But anyway... Uh, I read A Sounding Wolfman. Uh, it's a four-volume set. I think it's 26 issues. It just, it starts out in a cool way. Mm-hmm. Like, you think it's going to be kind of episodic, and then instantly it's just like, all of this, like, uh, Come on. Uh, I can't think of the word, conspiracy. Ooh. It's just all, it just becomes this huge conspiracy thing, and it's yeah. just uninteresting to me, so I didn't like oh, it. Oh, okay. I read Superboy Paradox, Volume 5 of uh, the Superboy series. Oh, Horrible. Uh, I read Harley and Ivy Meet Betty and Veronica. Uh, surprisingly, horrible. Really? Yes. You know what, too? When, uh, who wrote it? Uh, Paul Dini? Yeah, Paul Dini. Huh. Yeah. It's, uh, it's bad. It just doesn't work in the slightest. I actually kind of feel like Harley and Poison Ivy aren't the meanest two on that cover. Probably not. So. No. <laughs> Uh, okay, here's one I picked up at the conference. I read Raven by Cami Garcia, who wrote Beautiful Creatures and Other Things. We got this for free! We did. This is coming out later this year, and it's a take on the Teen Titans character Raven, hmm. uh, whose father is the demon Trigun, if you're not, if you're not aware. Kid. Yeah. I know who Raven is. Oh, that's good. We've watched Teen Titans go nice. before, Okay. <laughs> uh, I thought this was very well done. Uh, there was no, like, let's jump it and get to the exciting stuff. It just told a very good story with that as the yeah. undercurrent. So I hope there's more. I liked that. Was that one graphic? Or it was. It's yeah. a YA, like their new standalone YA graphics like they did with DC the... DC Ink is the yeah. imprint with the, the mirror by Daniel Page. And their Catwoman, uh, what is it called? Hmm. A Cat's Tale? The Lord of Miracle one. I yeah. can't remember what it's called. I have it in my bag. Yeah. DC read, Ink. So. Yep. Don't ask them to save you anything. Yeah, don't. They won't. I got some good stuff, but... All right. Uh, I've been loving the, uh, the depowered Superman run. Mm-hmm. So I read Dark Truth and Truth Hurts. Loved them. Batman 66 meets Wonder Woman 77. They take the old Adam West, Linda Carter shows, mash them together. I loved it, people. Yeah. Uh, uh, I saw a couple... Was Nightwing in this? Yeah. Is Burt Ward Yeah, Burt Ward is Nightwing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, I just... I never... Like, he's 40 years old and still Robin. Yeah, I just don't yeah. know... Right. At one point, you should just decide you're just always going to be Robin. He's a confirmed Robin. Yeah. 
Uh, then I read Nightwing New Order, which is like a, like a futuristic Nightwing tale that worked pretty well. So I finished all those. Now I'm currently reading the fifth season by Ian Caldwell. Have either of you read The Rule of Four? You oh, you wrote the... Wait, you mean The Fifth Gospel? What did I say? Fifth Season. Fifth Gospel, everyone. Yeah, by N.K. Jemison. Yeah, You're reading uh, Fifth Ian Gospel Caldwell. by Ian Caldwell. So you guys don't know The Rule of Four? No. I was working at a, a public library in Michigan when that came out, and it was, like, huge. Like, we mm-hmm. just couldn't stock this book quickly enough. And then it kind of disappeared. I don't know. Like, nobody, nobody talks about it. It has a low rating on Goodreads now. Mm-hmm. It's like it just vanished into the yeah. wind. Uh, Only so, kids from the 80s will understand the right. Rule of Four. So Sorry. Rule of Four was was uh, Ian Caldwell and a, another author whose name I don't remember. Yeah, this is from the co-author. Yeah. So this is just Ian Caldwell writing on his own. So far, I'm liking it. David Baldacci it's, likes it. It's, yeah, David Baldacci <laughs> likes it. I don't like David Baldacci, but he oh. likes this book. All right. Uh, so anyway, I picked it up because I love the Rule of Four and didn't realize that the, either of those guys had written anything else. So, mm. so far, so good. And that's a wrap on what I've been reading. Kate? Um, right now, I'm reading Mercy Suarez Changes Gear, the winner. Oh, oh, never, mind. Oh. never mind, we'll get to that. Spoiler alert, um, Kate. I'm reading Mercy Suarez Changes Gear. Uh, I'm only like 60 pages in, but it's kind of reminding me of The Hate You Give in oh. the main character's situation. She's going to a private school that has a different um, demographic than she lives in. Okay. She gets a scholarship to go to a private school. and. And so she's struggling with those difficulties, but I'm, it's it's all right so far. I'm not okay. completely sold on it, but all right. Well, not I have, far I have questions either. on this, but I'm going to save it till we get to the okay. spotlight. Um, I'm also reading what is that? Young Elites by Marie Lu. I read her oh. um, Legend series. Legend series and enjoyed it. And I was kind of in between books, so I picked that one up. And then of course I got flooded with other books to read. Um, as as is going pretty well. Yeah. I enjoy First. I enjoy her. She's got strong female main characters, which I always like. Um, there's a lot of action and intensity, so mm. it's, it's a good quick read. Still got a little bit to finish on that, but I'm going to read Mercy Suarez first. Um, I'm reading, what is that, Unhappy Medium? Mm-hmm. Yes. I get Suddenly it. Supernatural. Um, a young medium is staying in a haunted hotel. Yeah, it's cute. It was one that my I think my mom had actually picked up for my daughter, and she picked it off the shelf and said, will you read this one to me? And so we're working our way through it. Fun. It's a pretty good read. And I am reading through um, the Harry Potter, well, I'm reading through part of the Harry Potter series with my kids. We've read books one and two, and we are reading three, but I told them I can't read any more than that because then it starts to get really sad. The Harry, Harry Potter? Yes. Yeah. But so, this one's my favorite, so yes. they kind of talked me into Sorry, which reading one's your the third one. Prisoner of Azkaban. Azkaban. Oh, so yeah. you're liking Prisoner of Azkaban then? For about the fifth time, yes. <laughs> yeah, Azkaban, <laughs> At least. it's up there. Azkaban was my favorite. Is it? Yeah. yeah. yeah I guess it is my favorite. Either. I've read the first Wait, one. Wait, are you reading Deathly Hollows? <laughs> no. No, I'm not. Oh, no, he left oh. his good My good oh, reading. Oh, I was confused about yeah. that. Okay. I would have never that said, finally me. reading this classic. That is a classic. What? It's a gem. Gem, yeah. It's a gem. I mean, no, I which which have you read? The first four. Oh, okay. Oh, He's missing well. so much. I guess. He is, he is, but it would be hard for me to tell someone they should read Order of the Phoenix because yes, I hate I it. I, it's just, yeah, it's just that not That was a very moody, angsty yeah. team. Yeah, if you want to read novel. Harry Potter being a brat for 600 pages, <laughs> that's the book. It gets yeah. better, though. Plus, I feel like the more you know about J.K. Rowling, the less you want to... You don't want to learn how wizards peed? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Come on. Now. She needs to stop. <laughs> okay. All right, that's a good haul. Yeah. All right, let's do it. Let's. Uh, I don't know. You want to jump to the New York Times bestseller list? 
Yeah, but first I just want to talk a little bit more about the Batman yeah, anime series. Bring it in. <laughs> New York Times you know, sells list. You know what I did want to mention though? I watched <gasps> Annihilation last night with Natalie Portman and Oscar Isaacs. You seen this movie? I don't watch movies. You know? She doesn't watch okay. movies. Uh, I've seen it. Yeah. I saw it. I based read it. And I saw the, it. Based on the Southern Reach, the first in the Southern Reach trilogy by Jeff Vandermeer. Uh, it was a well-made movie. I was intrigued by it. It did not leave me feeling good. No, it, I remember leaving that being in a bad mood. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, the books. The idea of reading the books kind of intrigues me, but you did not. Have I didn't like them, but my wife loved them. Did she read all three? No, she's read the first. Okay. Are they <laughs> making more of the movies? I don't think so. Okay. I think they made this as just like a standalone. Just also, it didn't really make tons of money. Yeah, I kind of. I don't know. So it only got it's an American thing. theatrical release. Everywhere else got it on Netflix. Oh, okay. So I guess they just didn't. Yeah, which is crazy. But it, it, it plays a lot like an old school, uh, like Solaris, or uh, Space uh, Twenty One, Two Thousand One, A Space Odyssey. Mm-hmm. It plays like that kind of slow, older, um, sci-fi thing. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. But with like you know modern effects yeah. and everything. They, yeah, near the end of it, I don't know how you were doing at the end, but like I remember watching it and be like, this is cool. I don't know how everyone in the theater is liking this. Mm. So it gets very trippy yeah, it does. at the end. Yeah, it does. But, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, all right. New York Times me. Okay. <laughs> uh, all right. So New York Times bestsellers list for hardcover fiction, adult fiction. Uh, number 10 is The New Abera Blues. Did I mean saying that right? Iberia? Iberia? Yeah, it's like Siberia. Yeah, I think so. The New Iberia Blues by James Lee Burke. Detective Dave... Robichaud. Robichaud. His new partner, <laughs> Bailey Robbins, investigates the death of a young woman by crucifixion. Oh. Well, that's been there for three weeks. Uh, Nick will read that and tell us what he thought. Nick will not. <laughs> I, I'm, I've only read one James Lee Burke. I read Neon Rain and I was not a fan. Mm. Yeah, neon rain is probably toxic and poisonous. You shouldn't. You don't, yeah, want, you don't to want to drink, drink it, it or get it on your <laughs> skin. Your plants. All right, number uh, nine. The only woman in the womb, room. I said womb. <laughs> so that's just yeah. having. That's yeah. just having a baby <laughs> for the most part. Yeah. Uh, oh no, there's two women yeah, in the womb. Yeah, I read this. I read this. Oh yeah, you did. Uh, by Marie Benedict. Katie yeah. Lamar flees to Hollywood, where she becomes a screen star and develops technology that might combat the Nazis. Yeah. Is that a good description of the book? It is. Okay. Oddly enough, it. <laughs> I think it does not work at all. It's like mm. it's like historical fiction. It's it's a not it's a fictionalized account of things that really happen. Right. But they say that thing about her inventing technology, which is such a, it's almost like an epilogue. Right. Most of this book is about her weird relationship with her first husband. Okay. And it just I don't know. It's just not very good. I didn't like it. It was Barnes and Noble's book club pick for I think February. Oh. And so I read it, and I was just underwhelmed. My wife read uh, The Other Einstein, which is another of her like mm-hmm. pseudo-fictional accounts, mm-hmm. and she was kind of felt the same way, a little underwhelmed by it. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, it's too bad. Two yeah, hot sorry. takes right there. Yeah. Uh, number eight, Fire and Blood by George R. R. Martin, mm. the first volume of the two-part history of the Targaryens oh, in yes. Westeros. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. You saw that commercial, that I did. light commercial during the Super Bowl. Yeah. So. Worst Super Bowl I've ever seen. Yeah, it was very boring. It's right here. It was Terrible. just boring. Glad I missed it. My wife says it was, it wasn't a, the problem with the game was that both defenses were really good, so nobody was scoring, but that e- it still equaled a very boring game. Yeah. yeah. With oh, yeah. very boring commercials. Yep. Great so. defense does not mean a lot of entertainment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, it's just watch. yeah, it's just watching like two people playing Risk. Yeah. And they're just like, one's in Australia. And yeah. They're just, yeah. 
All right, that's a risk reference for anybody. Who's he did. Like, yeah. He really he took it there. Uh, number seven, new this week, The Golden Tresses of the Dead by Alan Bradley. Hmm. Flavia Deluge, a 12-year-old detective, is on the case when a human finger ends up in her sister's wedding cake. Nothing about that appeals to me. Wedding well, cake. Twelve-year-old detective. It's like a very dark Nancy Drew. Finger in the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. You're right. Oh, yeah. man. Do you think there's ever going to be uh, a story where Nancy Drew has to solve a murder and it was the Hardy Boys who did it? Hmm. I can, I can say absolutely no. That will uh, never happen. All right. What about um, the murder of the Hardy Boys and mm. Nancy Drew has to solve it? What about a movie where Tina Fey plays an adult Nancy Drew? Yes. And doesn't want to solve a mystery? Yeah. You yeah. Okay. But that's that's a, that's awesome. Thank you. That that's that's Thank pitched you. right yeah. there. Yeah. Call me Hollywood. She doesn't want to solve the mystery. She doesn't want to solve. It. Look, I don't do that anymore. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and now I want to cast the Hardy Boys and everybody else. Yeah. I get more SNL people. I think I would go Will Arnett as one of the Hardy Boys. Will Arnett. Arnett. Will Arnett. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's that's cl- Will Arnett and Tim Meadows. Hmm. Okay, <laughs> is my is my go to. It's a that. weird choice, but sure. Yeah. I'll, yeah. All right. Um, okay. You you've derailed I'm me. I'm sorry. Six. Number six. Turning point by Danielle Steele. Hey. I did not meet Danielle Steele. I didn't, but I met Debbie McCumber. Yeah. Four <laughs> American trauma doctors face difficult choices when they join a mass casualty training program in Paris. Oh, it's, this isn't the first time Danielle Steele's it's done a, with this. It's a downer list. Yeah. yeah. It's a downer list. Yeah. I almost thought you said Donner. Donner. Yeah, it, feel, it feels kind of like that. Yeah. Number five. How about this? The Reckoning. Oh, wait. By John Grisham. Decorated World mm-hmm. War II veteran shoots and kills a pastor. Yeah. All right. This, you know, this is, a, I, know, I realize that this is uh, not an actual problem, uh-huh. but I have a bunch of books I've been waiting for to come in ebook form on Overdrive. Uh-huh. They all came in at once, including John Grisham's The Reckoning, including Truly Madly Guilty for the book club, uh-huh. including a, a Kwame Alexander. Yeesh. It's hard. I read a book that made me think about the same kind of plight that you're going through right now. It's called Refugee right. by Alan <laughs> Vance. Goodbye. <laughs> liar, liar at number four. This is not the novelization of the Jim Carrey movie that we've been waiting for. But it could be. Yeah. Did that have a junior novelization? I don't think so. Okay. Ace Ventura did. Hmm, that makes the more first, sense. All right. Yeah. Uh, Detective... Uh, oh, this is in Candace Fox. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Detective Harriet, Harriet Blue, Blue, my wife likes these, has become a dangerous fugitive from the law sure as she pursues the murder, murderer, Reagan Banks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, number three. Some of these are new for us because we were gone. Yeah. But they're not. Number three, An Anonymous Girl by Greer Hendricks and Sarah Peckin. Yes, Peckin. I loved The Wife Between Us. So good. That was their other... Their first book. Yeah. I really want to read this. Jessica Ferris's life unravels when she signs up for Dr. Shield's psychological study. Mm. Yeah. Maybe like that community episode. The Duncan community. Ah, Seems like that one. Everybody. Felt yeah, everybody leave me alone. <laughs> Number two, new this week, Crucible by James Rollins. Not Star Wars Crucible. This is different. Just just different Crucible. James Rollins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Monk Coculus. Coculus? Coculus. <laughs> Cockless. And Commander Gray Pierce use arcane clues in hopes of preventing a potential apocalypse. So, yeah. Alright, yeah. No Oscar Isaac. Don't accept the I'm, role. I'm on the feed, we're having somebody who's upset because that James Patterson gave away some spoilers. It, it happened to me once with Alex Cross where the, uh, the, the just the synopsis is like, wait a minute, what? Oh, sorry. Yeah. No, it's alright. How do you know? How would you know? Yeah. Anyway, so. New York Times, yeah. Yeah. Nancy yeah, Drew, number three. After 
Proving the Hardy Boys did kill. No, that's not true. Farmer Owens. Uh, <laughs> number one, Where the Crawdads Sing by Delilah Owens. A woman who survived her alone in the marsh becomes a murder suspect. Part hey. of the Reese Witherspoon book club. I, I hate to derail this again. Uh-huh. What what if you do a uh, a Will Ferrell, uh, John C. Riley, Hardy Boys? Okay. For Tina Fey's Nancy Drew. Okay. You think? Well, they just did the Holmes and Watson. I know, and they need to redeem themselves. You want them to do an actual right. funny version of that? Where are the crawdads? Yeah. Sing, dance, live. Sing. Okay. <laughs> Sing. Okay. Should the Hardy Boys be like the Will Ferrell thing, or should you make the Hardy Boys like hot? So like uh, John Hamm and no, I mean yeah, John Hamm and Will Arnett or Will Arnett and Ryan Hansen from like uh, Veronica Mars. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, this is not real. <laughs> That's true. That was it. That was number one. Okay, crawdads. Yeah, with the crawdads. Wow. Sing. I want to know what the crawdads sing. Yeah, so. me too. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Thanks. Well, Kate's here, everybody. She was. Yeah, Kate's here. All right, Kate, Kate checked out once she realized we weren't talking anymore about Batman the Animated Series. She really wanted it. She wanted it. Sorry, Kate. Were, those are from movies and, and films. I, you don't know who Will Ferrell is? I know Will Ferrell. Okay. She does. Not all right. Fan, but. Let's let's get into what we're all here for. What are we gonna do a real Will Ferrell episode? We're talking about Batman the Animated Series. <laughs> Woo! No, no, no. no I'm in. That's a joke. Let me tell you why I do and don't like the no. Riddler in that. We're talking about the Youth Media Awards, everyone. Right. Uh, Eric and I were there in Woo! person as it happened. Hold on. Kate was watching. Woo! Kate was that watching is not as excited stream. as some people were. Oh my gosh, that's true. <laughs> Here's a little insider information. Yeah. They would announce, they would be like, McKelvicott has listed four honors, and people would be like, yeah! Just like screaming. Yeah. It was crazy. Yeah, so, I don't know I why mean, some good. were excited. Something was very it would yes. happen too, like four honor awards, yeah. And then sometimes they'd be like, "We had two honor awards." They'd be like, "Oh!" Yeah. <laughs> I was like, "Well, are you excited or surprised?" Very interactive what? crowd. Yeah. Very and, then, and then when somebody won, it was like, "And guess what? Your mother, she didn't die. Yeah, she's here today." Yeah, that's what it was like. <laughs> yes. That's exactly what it was like. Yeah. So you can find the full listing of all of the honors and everything at the ALA's website, ALA.org. Mm. Uh, just search Youth Media Awards, and somewhere in there you'll find it. So we're gonna hit some of the some of the big ones, some of our favorites today. Yeah. I gotta say, my hats off to both of you because as I was sitting there going through, uh, we have a lot of these books already, Yay. long before they were nominated, long before they won. We already had the books in the collection. That's true. That's true. So yeah. round of applause. I'm gonna be. Like, ah! <laughs> there you go. Yeah. It's funny because we were now. we were talking during the uh, the awards, yeah. and it did feel more like man. I have failed this year. So Did you? yeah, it there felt was a couple so. Of there were a lot. Well, yeah. sure. well, the, well, we can we'll talk get about to that it, yeah. because there are some straight up upsets in here. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Uh, but so. no, I thought for the most part we had a really good balance overall. Yeah. All right, so let's. Uh, I don't know where you guys want to start. I was thinking maybe we start with Coretta Scott King Award. Let's do it. I think that was announced first. All right. At least I have my handwritten notes from actually. Yeah, he was there. Hardy like boy, like a hardy boy. I was. <laughs> yep. And I just, I just gotten away with murder. <laughs> Coretta Scott King Book Awards, designated to commemorate the life and works of Dr. Martin Luther King and to honor Mrs. Coretta Scott King for her courage and determination to continue the work for peace. Mm. All right, so we have here an author award, and we have an illustrator award. Ah. So why don't we start with the illustrator award? I know you don't have all these images, and that's fine. I sure don't. Uh, well, okay. So let's, uh, do you have this in front of you too, Kate? So we can, I do. We can talk about these. All right, let's look at the illustrator honors. 
we have Hidden Figures, illustrated by Laura Freeman, written by Margo Lee uh, Shetterling. Have you read this one? I know I we have it. Did you I like did. it? Yeah. Were you a fan? I okay. really did. Nice, clean cut illustrations. Colorful, bright. It's beautiful. Yeah. That's how the Batman show looks like on Blu-ray now. Good, good for you. <laughs> she uh, just described we're back there now. Sorry. The next, uh, and, and these are specifically about illustrations. So how did the, well, what illustrations, like what did they, what impact did they leave? What impacted it? Well, you know, I mean, what, what do you think about them? Was she's joining NASA? You know, like what was? What do you think caught the eye of the of the panel? It was bright. It was bright, bright, bright colors. Okay. Yeah, it was it was beautiful. All right, lemon. Next is let the children march. I thought the um, so I really liked this one. I thought that uh, I thought the images were very. Um, it, they weren't like photorealistic or anything like that. They were they were a little Ooh. exaggerated, but in a way that I don't know. I thought really added to the story. I was reading this to my son, and we got to a page, and they hadn't said Martin Luther King. And he was like, that looks like Martin Luther King. And I was like, parenting wins. Yeah. <laughs> Good job. But anyway, Let the Children March, and then Memphis, Martin, and the Mountaintop. Mm-hmm. Any thoughts on either of those, Kate? I actually haven't read the other two. Okay. Well, Hidden l- figures I got, the other two I don't I know. put a hold on the Memphis, Martin, and the Mountaintop. It hasn't come yet. Okay. I, I was a fan of Let the Children March. The winner I have right here with me is The Stuff of Stars. Uh, by Marion Dane Bauer, illustrated by Akua Holmes. Um, I hadn't read this one yet, but I was—I'm I'm fascinated by the imagery. We were talking before we started on whether or not I thought uh, how they would, you know, how kids would would respond to them. Some of them I find downright creepy, but uh, it's—I mean—they're all very interesting. They're—they're they're visually. But they if pull you're thinking you. of the universe and the stuff of stars, yeah. the universe is kind of a a deep and can be kind of frightening place. Yeah. You know, when you think. Yeah, about it's terrifying. It. So, it is a cold, uncaring place. Oh boy. We are circling around a star that will die out someday and we will not be missed. This See, is why I gave up science. I couldn't uh, do the astronomy. Right. I couldn't do it. See, when we had the two mics, you could just pull the mic away from it. <laughs> <laughs> but now we just have it. But anyway. Uh, all right. So that, anyway, the winner was the stuff of stars. Cockroaches will miss us. So the author, the author honorees are Finding Langston. Written by Lisa Klein Ransom. The Parker Inheritance, written by Varian Johnson. Woo! The Season of Sticks Malone, written by Kekla Magoon. Woo! Um, I, I had heard of The Parker Inheritance. That was the only one that I was aware of before these came out. Do you guys are you familiar with these? I feel like I had heard of Finding Langston. Okay. But uh, I haven't read it. Yeah, and I was familiar with the season book. Okay. See, the, the winner this year is A Few Red Drops, The Chicago Race Riot of 1919, written by Claire Hartfield. I... This was the first I'd heard this title. Yeah. I know. I'd never seen it. I'd never heard of it before. Mm. Um, it certainly made it sound interesting, so I, I'm, I, I'll be interested to, to learn mm. a little bit more about it. That's the Coretta Scott King Book Awards. Again, you can find more information on all of these at the ALA website, ALA.org. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, preferences, where we go next? No. Okay. You, you leave this train. All right. I'm on cover duty. All right. Um, Kate's on we, having read it, Why don't we go ahead and... <laughs> let's take a look at the Michael L. Prince Award. Sure. The Michael L. Prince Award is an award for a book that exemplifies literary excellence in young adult literature. Woo! So, Eric, why don't you take this one? Huh? You want to talk about it? No? Okay, I'm sorry. I'll, I'm sorry. You're, no, you're on cover duty. You're right. You're right. <laughs> All right, so the, there were three honorees this year. Damsel, written by Elena K. Arnold. Mm-hmm. A Heart and a Body in the World, written mm-hmm. by Deb Coletti. And I, Claudia, written by Mary McCoy. Mm-hmm. You familiar with these? I've heard of these. I actually passed on getting I, Claudia, and now I have to get it. So, uh, the, do you want to you want to announce the winner here? The poet X. 
which we've had for a long time. Yeah, that so that one I've seen many times. And yeah. I, I was familiar with this. Poetics one. won a few awards. Yeah, it did. Yeah, it so, was one of those. Yeah. Did it win? No, it didn't win the audiobook one. No, uh, Sadie won that one. Sadie won the audiobook one, but this was up for it, I think. Which was funny because I specifically said that the Sadie audiobook was no good. Yeah, that was what What do I know? The Poet X, written in a similar, at least of the format wise, to the Kwame Alexander books, crossover. Yeah, and Jason Reynolds also has written in that style with um, Long Way Down. Oh, really? I didn't know. Uh, so you haven't read Poet X? No, I have not. Okay, I've got it on my shelf. I read I Long Way Down. I know you did. I know you did. <laughs> All right. Um, Poet X also was listed under the Pura Belpre Awards. Oh, okay. Woo! Or, you know, Latin writer and yeah, illustrator yeah. whose children wrote the best poetry. Yeah. Yeah, the Latino culture. So. All right. The Theodore Seuss Geisel Award. Kate, you want to talk about the honorees um, in this one? I so am Mighty Zeus. <laughs> this is my award. Uh, that's um, getting so I feel like the Theodore Seuss Geisel Awards are very hard to try and predict. Absolutely. I, I had agree. no idea. I hadn't heard of any of these. I mean, obviously, we've heard of um, one of the honor books was The Adventures of Otto, Sea Pit Flap. Yeah. A couple of years ago, another The Adventures of Otto yeah. won yeah. Mm. the Geisel Award. So that one kind of makes sense. My son loves that series, so I had read yeah, that it's book. It's cute. It's yeah. cute. I had missed it, though. Um, another honor award was Fox and Chick, The Party and Other Stories, written and illustrated by Sergio Ruzier. Yeah, I had not read that book. Are foxes in vogue right now? I know, there's a lot of fox winning books. Yeah, there's a lot of, but there's, yeah, a lot of fox books. Yeah. I have no idea. Good for foxes. Yeah. Awareness. Do you think Michael J. Fox should make a comeback? Mm, Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Some, some people in Germany are trying to domesticate foxes. They're seeing some results. You're seeing some of their ears. Kind of droop a little bit. Great. He's already told me Good. this. Good. Yeah. Because I thought it would actually be really nice to have a fox for a pet. Yeah. They're adorable. Yeah, they are very cute. They're so yeah. cute. Anyway. Um, King and Kayla in the Case of the Lost Two. All right. I have another King and Kayla book. I straight up don't understand these King and Kayla books. I don't like them. My son doesn't like them. I don't enjoy reading them. I mean, they're essentially... No. They're essentially picture books that are the length of chapter books. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Reading them is a chore. Not that enjoyable. The stories aren't good. And I mean... In my personal opinion, I'm not saying, I'm not making a judgment yeah. for the world. I just, I don't get the appeal of these books. Distinguished beginning reader book. And I that's just, insane. It's not... They're not beginning reader they're books. They're long. Yeah, they are. And they're, they're at work. They yeah, are but see, that, that's what I like about the auto books because... Yes. You know, you could basically read those yeah. as, a, as a very, very uh, early reader. You could read those. King and Kayla, absolutely not. I mean, they're mysteries. No. They're weird little mysteries. Yeah. So, anyway. I disagree. We disagree. Yeah. Um, and the last honor book was Tiger vs. Nightmare, written and illustrated by Emily Tetri. This is my son's current one. favorite book. Really? Right Tiger vs. Nightmare? He's all Tiger in. Yeah, Nightmare. I read it to him. It, he, like, takes it into bed with him and flips through it. It's a, it's a very cute story. Huh. It's about it. it's about a tiger who has a monster who lives under his bed, and the monster sits on his bed right. at night and scares away the nightmares. I read the synopsis oh. of this. Yes, and it is it's kind of, it's like in comic book style. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, as, as it goes along, a real a big nightmare comes mm-hmm. and it starts to freak out the monster, mm-hmm. and so the the little kid tiger and the monster and the yeah and the monster sort of team up to. Uh, combat the Aww. nightmare that sounds really sweet it's, it's yeah it is and it's it's very cute the image is very cute with like the kid asleep on the bed and the monster asleep under the bed <laughs> like in the same position and everything so yeah i know right, it's a, so i know a it's a one. hit who'd be a monster for tigers i know it's a hit in my is house. it man 
Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, it's just it's a little. Um, well, he said he looks like Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh, I can kind of see what he thinks, but okay. he also thinks Sonic is Super Mickey, so that's yeah. different. Yeah. The I winner. Love the term though. The winner. Um, the winner of the Theodore Seuss Geisel Award for the most distinguished beginning reader book is Fox the Tiger, written and illustrated by Corey R. Tabor. I'm okay with that. I read I this. Too. I'm okay with that one. I don't. Did. Yeah. I guess I don't understand. Like I read this, I'm like, okay, it's just a story. I don't really get why it's like an award winner. Well, the the these are specifically. I guess I didn't I didn't say that today, but now I clicked away from it. But yeah. I like the first page says Fox wants to be a tiger. I was like, yeah, yeah me same. I think, I think that's pretty much it. I think you got yeah. it. You know, the fox. It's it's a nice little story because the fox like looks up to the tiger, wants mm-hmm. to be the tiger, so tries to like make that happen. Yeah. And all the while, the little squirrel is looking nice. up to the fox, like wanting to be the fox. Yeah. So, I think because like the imagery is all really fun. It's, mm-hmm. it's appealing. Just like you said, the concept. The yeah. fox wants to be a tiger. The yeah. language was it's simple. It's fun. The yeah. language is simple. Uh, and the story is kind of, it's nice. Mm-hmm. You know, like he spent all this time wanting to be something else, and there's somebody who's also looking up to him. So I think it's a good message for kids. That yeah. acceptance. Yeah. I spent a lot of fourth grade pretending I was a tiger. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's Not very popular in school. That's probably too late. To pretend you're a tiger. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> if you said kindergarten, first grade, I would have yeah. been like, that's cute. Fourth grade, I'd be like, all right, knock it off. You're not <laughs> <laughs> well... We had a tree. You need to be done with this now. Had a very big branch that was kind of so I could like tie up there like I was a tiger, just mm-hmm. looking down. Mm-hmm. Just a little uh, window into my childhood there. Oh, yeah. Great. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Thanks for that. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Let's talk. <laughs> uh, let's talk. You know what? I like Keldicott best, so let's go Newberry next. <laughs> oh. All right. <laughs> let's save Keldicott for last. Saving it for last. Newberry. <sighs> the Newberry Medal is awarded. Yeah, this was the one where I was like, all right, I I guess I should just lie down because we'll, I don't know what we'll I'm doing. We'll get there. We'll get there. The Newberry Medal is awarded annually by the Association for Library Service to Children, Woo! a division of the American Library Association, to the author of the most distinguished contribution to American literature for children. Yeah. All right. Now, this book, I think all three of us took a collective, what? Yeah. What? What book? Yeah. Because I have never heard of any of these books. Never. Not the honors, not the book itself. I don't know them. Yeah. And We're, I've been checking prediction lists for like the past three months I have too. at least. Never saw. They didn't come up. I know, I know. I don't know where they came from. Yeah. Uh, And and um, I put some holds on them in the system, and we we have maybe. I mean, I like forty eight libraries. We have. There were two copies. Two copies. Yeah. Yeah. So it's this is the one that I think was like a total upset. You Mm -hmm. know, because I just. Anyway, but let's let's say what they are. You want to say the uh, honor books, Kate? Sure. Say the honors. Two Newbery honor books were named: the Night Diary. Woo! <laughs> Written by Vera. I'm gonna pull an Eric here. I can't read it. What? Heranandani. Why is that pulling an Eric? Because you can't read. How many times oh. ever you struggle on names? Wow. So the Night Diary. Yeah, you can read. <laughs> uh, I have no idea. All right. Do you know what it's about? Because I have the book right here in my I'm hand. Not. All I'm right. Well, I'll give you a synopsis, away. everyone. This is the Night Diary. And this is a, the honor book. On the eve of her 12th birthday, Nisha receives a journal, a place to record the thoughts she can never seem to say aloud as she starts to see the world through older eyes. But it's not just Nisha who's changing. She doesn't even recognize her country anymore. It's 1947, and India, newly freed from British rule, is being divided into two countries, Pakistan and India. Many people are killed crossing borders as tensions among Hindus, Muslims, Sikhs, and others flare. Nisha doesn't know which side she's supposed to be on or why she has to choose. After losing her mother, who died giving birth, she can't imagine losing her homeland, too. 
Mama was Muslim, but now she's gone. Papa is Hindu and says it's no longer safe for them to stay in Pakistan. And so Nisha and her family become refugees and embark on a dangerous journey by train and by foot to reach their new home on the other side of the border. Told through the letters Nisha writes to her mother in her journal, The Night Diary is a story of one of the most dramatic moments in history and of one girl's search for home, her own identity, and a hopeful future. That is so heavy. That is heavy. So this, this book is a girl writing letters to her dead mother as her whole life comes it's apart. It's torn apart. That's a heavy book. Yeah. All right. Okay. Second honor book is... That dead mom is getting more letters than most living moms. Yeah, you're right. Sorry. Anyway, the second honor <laughs> book is the Book of Boy written by Catherine Gilbert Murdoch. I wasn't aware of this one, but I have I it in my hands. Read it. All right. Read it. The tagline is a mystery, a miracle, an epic adventure. What a fine story this is. For who does not want to read about such things? A boy who can talk to animals. A mm. terrifying, perilous journey full of bravery and daring. Mm. Knights and bandits and ghosts and thieves. Howling wolves, heroic oh. donkeys. Mm. And a bag of bones. Huh. Lords, ladies, liars, and riches beyond compare. And yes. mysteries and miracles of the sort that concern the living and the dead. Hmm. Kirkus called it a wickedly fun-filled quest with twists and turns and lyrical fire. Well, Kirkus should have liked it even more, so we had heard of it first. I guess so. Yeah. That one sounds anyway. more my speed. I know, that does sound fun. That sounds fun and less like I'll end up crying. Yeah. Mm. And the winner says... Yeah, go ahead. Take it, Kate. <laughs> I, I almost spilled the beans earlier. The winner is Mercy Suarez Changes Gears. Written by Meg Medina, I am, yes. All right. Are you familiar with Meg Medina? I am not. Oh, is this her first book? I'll look it up. Thanks, Eric. Meg. Hold on. All right, well, so Kate, tell us what this one is. Gotta open this window first. Um, I think 12, 11-12-year-old girl is um, going to private school on a scholarship and doesn't necessarily fit in with the socioeconomic Mm. background and is trying to kind of find her place in that world. Um, she has a grandfather that she calls her Lolo, um, and he seems to be becoming senile, having some dementia okay. issues, and she doesn't really understand what's going on there yet, and nobody will tell her anything, that that 12-year-old, okay. I'm right. not a child, but they're treating me like a child yeah. kind of phase. So she's kind of going through a lot there. Um, that's about as far as I've gotten into it. I'm only less than 100 pages, and it's okay. a 300 and some page book. Well, it sounds to so. me like a lot of very topical books were chosen this year. Yes. Which is not always the case. I don't think... I, I think it's... <laughs> <laughs> Woo! I think it's just, uh, you know, things that are on people's minds right now or are coming out in, in the books that are being written and the books that are being selected and, and put forward. Yeah. So yeah, I think unless... In years that are less politically charged, we get a different crop of books, and mm-hmm. as things are now, this this is the uh, this is what's rising to the top, and and you know that's probably for the best to, to be exposed it's to true. some of these other. Um, I don't know. I, I I it makes me want to read them. It makes me interested in reading them, and, it, and it's kind of an interesting commentary on where people's hearts and minds are at the moment. Yeah. She wrote Milagros, Girl from Away, Tia Issa Wants a Car. The Girl Who Could Silence the Wind, Yaque Dalgado Wants to Kick Your Ass, Mango, Abula, and Me, Burn, Baby, Burn, Abuela, Abuela, and then Mercy Suez Changes Gears. Okay, so uh, this is just not an author I'm familiar with. I think I've heard of Margo Abuela and Me. Hmm. Was that a picture book? 2015 children's picture book. Yeah, we have that one. Mango, yeah, Mango's a parrot. Oh, okay. Or unless Mango, the parrot is me, and Mango's the girl. Mm-hmm. All right, well, let's let's move on to the Randolph Caldecott medal. Woo! 
It's going to get really old. This, this award is given to an artist of the most distinguished American picture book for children. We have four honorees this year. <laughs> and one winner. Um, these are actually, I've read all of these. And I was a little surprised by the winner. All right. So here are the honor books. They yeah. are Thank You, Amu, which won something else. I don't remember what else. It Not this. I accidentally just clicked on it. Nobody look at it. <laughs> no, it, it was the, it, this was one of the honor books. Okay. This is a great book. This is, this is about a woman who is baking stew. Or not baking, she's making a she's stew. She's cooking stew. Red stew. And people throughout the community keep smelling the stew. And, and, and by the end of the day, she gives it all away. And she thinks they're back for more, but they're actually back to like help her make more, which I think yeah. is That's very nice. Another another favorite in my house. My son loves this book. That's a good one. Moving on to a book my son does not love uh-huh. would be The Rough Patch, illustrated and written by Brian Lyles. Why did you make me read this? Uh, because, <laughs> because it's one of the honor books. Did you read this, Kate? I didn't read this one. This fox is a farmer, or not a farmer, he's a gardener. Gardner. He has a gardener, and he has okay. his best friend, who is a puppy. And within three pages, it says, then the unthinkable happened, oh, and no. the puppy has to be buried, because he's dead. Yeah, the so pu- he buries the puppy's the- in his little bed, like, with a blanket over him. Buried. So he buries the puppy in the ground, and then he's just, like, the fox is just sad and angry, and at one point he just tears up the garden with his hoe, oh. and he just lets, like, vines and weeds come in, and then he kind of, he lets a pumpkin grow, he takes it to the fair, he wins, and he gets two choices, $10 or a pup in the box, and he says the $10, but then he looks in the box, and then the next page is him in a car with a puppy. And it's just like, yeah, what well, the heck, Nick? I claimed a parenting win earlier, and I will claim a parenting fail here, because I did oh, no. not read this book prior to reading it to my son. So I turned the page and was like, oh, we're going to be talking about this for a while. Oh, no. Uh, but you just had. It sounds like one of those that I would have just broke. Did you? Yeah. Tears, I don't want to bring up pain. Yeah. But did you read this close to the actual loss of a pet in I, your own house? I did. I did. And yeah. you didn't. <laughs> I didn't read it prior to reading it to him. <laughs> I've already copped to a parenting yeah, fail. No, it's just like as I'm reading it, I'm like, this didn't win. What's next game here? My dogs are old. Anyway. That's. Uh, so I do really like the illustrations in this one, though. It's yeah, it yeah, they're very it's good. Not the illustrations, not the, the illustrations, are good. Yeah, yeah. I, I really I use, you already said the last page. He says he wants the he wants to take the ten. He goes to take the ten. He sees a little pup, and then there's no more words. Yeah. And you turn the page, but and it's just he's just point. driving away. And in the passenger seat, you see a little puppy with his ears like out, mm. and it's so cute and it's so nice. <laughs> That I thought, yes. So, so wait, this yeah, is a fox, it. though, right? I'm going to go off on an... It is a fox. It is a fox. Why does a fox have a pet dog, anyway? Yeah. These are questions. Fox, okay. fox on a swing. I mean, fox, Mickey's a mouse, a and he has a pet dog. Right. And a best friend who's a dog. I suppose. Yeah. So, there's levels of dogs. Which just leads to a whole yeah. lot mm-hmm. of other questions. Yeah. But... Yep. Okay. So, yeah, I I like the illustrations in both of those. Great. Uh, Omu's kind of um, it, It's kind of like a collage look, but also painted... Rough Patch is, is more traditional, I would say. Yeah. But excellent. I mean, it's Painted in sorrow. Uh, a Big Moon Cake for Little Star, illustrated mm. and written by Grace Lynn. Are you familiar with this book, Kate? No, you read this one? Okay. I, I flopped on The story's very it. cute. Like, the mom the mom makes a big moon cake, and the little little star, the little girl, goes and eats a little bit of it every day, and it's mm. the faces of the moon. Oh, okay. That's cute. So, it is a cute concept. The book is the most 90s I've ever read in a children's book. Really? Like, yes. It just... 
So illustration wise, I don't understand it because don't love that one. it's very simplistic. The stars are very simplistic, <clears throat> and I don't think it's simplistic in like a clean classic way. I think it's just kind of like it's just simple. Yeah, that's yeah. How the writing is nineties though. Is the whole saying. thing. The, hmm. the story, the look of it. If you told me this was a reprint for 1994, I would 100% believe you. Why didn't you hand me this? I don't have it with me. Oh, okay. I still have it at home. <laughs> Thank, the rough patch I brought back because yeah. I was like, I can't yeah, accidentally no read this book again. Yeah. <laughs> so I brought it back. The final honor of the year is Alma and how she got her name. Mm-hmm. This is a cool story. Have you read this one, Kate? Yeah. All right. This is about a little girl who has, a, hey, who has a very long has a very long name. Uh, multiple names and she doesn't like it because it's so long so mm. she's asking her dad like why Same. is my name so long and he goes through and tells her well uh, you know your middle name Sophia is after my mother and tells a whole story about his mother and she sees ways she's similar to her grandmother mm. and then great grandpa great grandfather great aunt each one has a family member connected to it and a story connected to it and as he tells the story she sees things that she relates to and then grows to like love her name I dated a girl with five names did you? Yeah. Interesting. They make a big deal out of it. Hmm. They, okay. They don't let you forget that I it's five. I you can't be win. like, oh, this, this, this. Like, ah. Uh. Uh, this, I like, I like this one. Yeah. I, I wouldn't have thought, wow, these illustrations are amazing, or, uh-huh. but it was good. It suited the story well. Uh, the winner. Now, I was surprised by this winner. It is, you want to say it, Kate? Take us away. Uh, the winner is Hello Lighthouse, illustrated and written by Sophie Blackall. Now, I love this book. I love this children's book. I think I voted, I did vote for it in the Goodreads <laughs> Choice Awards. I don't think it won the Goodreads Choice Awards. Uh, um, but that's when I first read it, back back when they were doing that. Right. And this is this is all about a man who runs a lighthouse, who meets yeah. a nice lady who has a kid, and they, they go through their whole like life cycle on this lighthouse, yeah. and then eventually retire. And oh well, it's right here. the The imagery is uh, I don't know. I I was kind of surprised that it won for. Uh, no, I liked it. I know I liked I it, get it too. Do you? Yeah. Okay. Kate what? doesn't apparently. I, I can tell by know. her hemming and hawing over here. The inside yeah. of the lighthouse, that layered one. I mean, yeah, like that page. Yeah, I mean, you've got the. Um, I yeah, you know, you're right. The way the way the water looks and everything. I mean, it's I, beautiful. I was very drawn to this book, definitely. Okay. I was. I loved the story in particular. It's a book I would have liked as a kid. Yeah. Yeah. Because it does do some interesting things. Okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of see it. I see what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Why did you like it? Well, I mean, I like the art. I don't know. It was just one of those things as a kid I would have been like, I would have just reread it, reread it, like, now this is the part of his lighthouse career where he does mm-hmm. this. Yeah. So. Well, it's a lot of good detail. Yeah. Little, you know, a lot of things there. Um, I guess I guess I will say too that it I think it uses the imagery well because it, I mean it, it's it's not that it's sparse on the words but the imagery definitely like drives home what it's talking about yeah. like you, you get a lot of the story just from looking at the pictures which you know is and there are no a blank spaces that's true it's not like it's a white page with nowhere to write your name there it. it's that's fog you're, that is you're, fog. It's fog. You're fog. You're, <laughs> you're right. But, you know, I mean, there are the Northern Lights, and there's the detail. Yeah. It was, it was an absolutely beautiful book. I got no complaints. I think it's excellent. But I was surprised that it won yeah. for illustration. Yeah. yeah, I was surprised. I was less surprised. Were Because I hadn't heard of it. Oh, okay. Because didn't care. All right. <laughs> All right. All right. All right. Any other ones All you right. want to hit that, that we didn't mention? Uh, Darius the Great won. What awards? Many things. Yeah, yeah Darius the Great. Too. I bring that up because that is also what I got. Yeah. Long before the awards. Won the, One uh, debut yeah. author. 
debut author, whoever will give out that award. So Darius the Great won mm-hmm. a few stuff. Uh, as we said, Sadie won Best Audiobook, which Nick does not agree with. I didn't like the audiobook, no. Yeah. And uh, what did the, this one, this dog one? Oh, Rescue and Jessica. Yeah, Rescue okay, and so Jessica. It, the William C. Morris debut award, Darius the Great won. Mm-hmm. That's the one you mentioned. There's, there's a couple of spots. What did Rescue and Jessica win? The Schneider Family Book Award. A life-changing friendship about a woman and her dog. For books that embody an artistic expression of the disability experience. This also mm. looks sad, though, because it has a dog in it. It wasn't that sad. Oh, okay. You would think that it might be, but it really yeah. wasn't that bad. I it guess was I thought about the them end. working together. Okay. They didn't get to the to the end <laughs> of that story. We don't deserve dog. <laughs> Isn't there usually a graphic novel award? I don't remember that. Uh, da, 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 da. Yeah, something's here. Probably won it. I probably saved it. Uh, the Unwanted? That's not right. Dreamers? No. Dreamers is a, is a picture book. It's, that's also right. very topical. I can't remember. Yeah. Situation. If it won, whatever it was. Okay. Anywho. Well, that's all right. Yeah. Thanks, man. So overall, I think I was... Well, I don't know if there was any that, that uh, I was expecting. I don't think so. I don't think so. I was surprised pretty much by every one of them. I put a lot on my radar that I wasn't familiar with before. Um, it's definitely there's definitely several that I want to read. Actually, Darius the Great is a good one because not just because they talked a lot about Star Trek in within the book, but they do. I know that's fun because it won. I mean, it won many things, and just the the, the concept of it sounded good. And I know we have that one. So yes, we do. I do. I would like to read that at some point. Are there any that uh, um, the list made you particularly want to pick up? Uh... Probably. I took a bunch of pictures of the whole thing. Oh, like, oh, we don't yeah. have that one, we don't yeah. have that one, we don't have that one. So, yeah, I don't know. Don't have to broadcast your shortcomings. <laughs> I just want to know. Well, no, I need to read Changes Gears. And, uh, no, I know, but I'm asking if there's one that you thought, like, boy, that sounds great, I want to read it. How about you, Kate? Nothing that really sparked for me. Yeah, I guess kind of the same, where it's like, all right, well, I'll need to get that. But Like, I want to read the poem. Poet X, just because yeah. I know it won so many awards. Yeah. I want to know why people yeah. wanted that to win. Darius the Great and Poet so X were, were what I'd say. Yeah. And of course, I always grab the picture books that are, yeah. you know, you oh, know yeah. I, several I'd already read, but uh, the ones I haven't, I'll be grabbing as well. Yeah. Okay. Kate, you did it. Another episode of the All the Book Show. You See made you it. next week. Made it. For. Yeah. yeah, should we tell her now that we've decided to make her the permanent oh. third chair? Yeah. That's, yeah. that's great. All right. Do you want Turn me to around. throw up on all the equipment? Yeah. Or? Oh my god. She, she went right to throw it. <laughs> next week we're talking about uh, no. books that are becoming movies in 2019. No. That's fun. That's fun. All right. You uh, love movies. Well, you just said it on the podcast. Sorry. Library news. I can uh-huh. tell you the book clubs are currently reading The Husband's Secret by Leanne Moriarty. Discussing that on Valentine's Day, the 14th. And Eric and I are leading a wife. Eric and Malik and I actually are leading a wife for adults book club on Kwame Alexander's The Crossover, which is crossover. Uh, February 19th. Yeah. It's a very quick read. It's a very good read. So uh, join us for that one. So find out good reads. Yeah. We've got the Taylor 2 Dance Company um, coming to do a special performance here in Wellsville, which is pretty rare, pretty unique, uh, totally free. You definitely want to check it out. That's Saturday the 9th at 7 o'clock in the auditorium. Anything you guys want to highlight? Sign language classes still going strong? Definitely. Sign language classes we are having in the exhibition room. Um, we've had two sessions. We will have four more. They are Monday night at 7 until about 7.45. We got about 50 people the first That's two times. Great. So join us. We have more room. We can make more room. Cool. 
Um, we also have our Thousand Books Before Kindergarten Children's Book Swap coming up. That is February 16th. So if you are sick of reading the same books, like the same four books over and over again to your child, you can bring a haul of books <laughs> in and you'll get tickets that you can exchange for fresh books on yeah, the 16th. Yeah, I'm, I'm mostly looking forward to that for because my son's kind of like aging out a lot of the books we have. Right. So to get rid of some of that, but to, to swap some of our younger... Like the board books you can yes. kind of then go for some give of the higher to someone else. Yeah, like King and Kayla. There you go. He'll be ready for it now. Yeah, he will. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Anything else for the good of the podcast? All right. Let's, let's, get <laughs> Sorry. This, let's get this grumpy bear off camera. All right. So next week we're going to be talking page to screen coming in 2019. Woo! Kate, Kate won't be here because she doesn't know anything about movies. I don't. So I don't know the last or one books. I saw. And she hates being on the podcast. But oh. other than that. Wait, we just watched Transformers. The first one. Wow. Yeah. Was that like 15 years too late? Probably 2007. Like that. So you not Bumblebee. Seven. Not Bumblebee. No, no. No, the first The actual first Transformers. Okay. Shia LaBeouf. Hollywood yeah. Superstar Shia LaBeouf. And? Uh, well, my son kept talking about Transformers. For some okay. reason, he got hooked on it. And we were mm-hmm. like, oh, let's watch it. It was all right. Yeah. Wow. It's the okay. only good one. It's the, yeah, the only watchable <laughs> good one. Good to know. Yeah. And we'll go on from there. All right. All right. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in, everybody. Thanks to Kate for joining us. Thanks for Grumpy Eric for joining us. I'm not grumpy. <laughs> And we'll see you next time.